Welcome to Beside the Burn for Tuesday the 9th of May. We are continuing our little series through the book of Acts, the opening chapters of Acts. We're looking at the work of the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit is doing in the life of the early church and consequently what the Holy Spirit is doing in our lives. Yesterday we were in verse 6 when the disciples were asking about the kingdom of God and when Jesus was going to restore that kingdom. Jesus was just about to leave them and ascend into heaven. He had given them the promise that they would receive power from on high and they have asked Jesus, is this now the point when your kingdom is going to be restored? And Jesus gives them a very straightforward answer and an answer that explains precisely what's going to happen and yet it's not an answer that we particularly like. So let's read verse 7 together. Jesus said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority. Wow. Jesus is clearly telling the disciples, look, do not worry about the timing of this. It's not for you. You don't need to know this. You don't need to worry about the timing. You don't need to worry about whether it's going to happen now or in a few months time or a few centuries time. There is one person who knows the timing and that is the Father. The Father has the authority and he has set it and therefore it will happen when it happens. So you don't need to worry about the time scale and how all these things fit into place. Now, we often want to know. There have been many throughout history who have tried to work out the timing and then have made proclamations of when the kingdom is coming. But what we need to remember is that the kingdom is coming when Jesus returns. There is a sense, as we've said, of now and not yet. The kingdom is here, but it's not fully here. We still need to look ahead to it coming. But we have this promise that Jesus is coming back. And Jesus is coming back to bring his kingdom. And we're going to think about that in a lot more detail next Sunday. Because we have so many different ideas of what that involves, what that means, what precisely is going to happen when Jesus returns. A lot of it is speculation because we don't have all the details. But we have been told quite a bit. And here Jesus is saying, look. Trust. Trust the Father that he knows what he's doing. Trust the time scales of the Father and accept what he is saying. Because we need to accept what the Father has told us and what the Father has planned for us. And as we think about this, this is a good lesson for the rest of our lives, not just for Jesus' return, and not just for his kingdom coming, but this is a great lesson for us each and every day in everything that we do. God has a plan and his timing 
is perfect. He knows the timing that he has set in place. And it may be a mystery to us, but all we need to do is not try and work out the timing, but simply trust in him. We want to rush things along. We want things to happen at a precise moment. We want things to work out the way that we have them planned. But that's not the way that God works. God invites us to trust him. God invites us to come to the knowledge that he knows best and that he will work it out. And therefore, as we trust in him, we trust his timing and we trust his plan. That may be with an illness. And we would just long for that illness to clear up and to be taken away. We'd love to have the treatment. We'd love to have whatever it is. But we need to wait. And we're not very patient. And we're not very good at trusting. But in the waiting, we have an opportunity to trust in the Lord. There are many other things. Maybe a a new job and you're thinking about moving and things just aren't happening the way that you want them to. Again, it's an opportunity to trust and to accept what God is doing and accept his timing. He has a plan and we are to fit in with that plan. It's not God that fits in with our plans. It's not us trying to cajole him and push him to our time scale. It is us fitting in with what he has set out. So Jesus says to them, it's not for you to know the times or the dates that the Father has set by his own authority. Are we prepared to say that Jesus is Lord? Are we prepared to bow the knee before the King of Kings, our Heavenly Father? And if we do that, then we are saying, you know best, you have the authority, we will trust. So let's bow before him in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have a plan, that you are in control of all things and that your timing is perfect. We thank you, Lord, that you have the authority to make these decisions and to make these plans and that everything fits together in your precise timing. Lord, we confess that we get frustrated. We want to push things along. We want to see things moving faster. We want things done the way that we decide. Help us, Lord, to trust in you and accept all that you have decided for us. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Welcome to Beside the Burn, Wednesday the 10th of May. And we're continuing to look at the work of the Holy Spirit. More precisely, in these opening few verses, we are looking at the promised coming of the Holy Spirit. And that's what we find today as we get to Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. The disciples have been asking Jesus about his kingdom. Jesus has been telling them, look, it's up to the Father when this happens. But today he then gives them a very concrete promise in verse 8 and it's this promise that we want to examine together and it is a promise which is also linked to a command. So verse 8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes in you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria 
and to the ends of the earth. So this verse begins with the word but, and it's meant to contrast what has just taken place in the verse before. The disciples have almost been rebuked or they've maybe been deflated a little bit because they wanted to know when the kingdom was coming and Jesus said to them, it's not for you to know. You need to trust your father. You need to accept his authority. And then Jesus begins the next verse with this word, but. And this is the the contrast, as it were. The uncertainty of the timing becomes the certainty of receiving the gift. But you will. This is definite. You don't know the timing, but you will get this. You will receive power. And this is the power from on high that has been promised. This is the clothing with power that they've been told will happen. And they will receive this power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And by the beginning of chapter 2, we're going to be reading about the Holy Spirit coming. We're going to be reading about the day of Pentecost. We're going to be reading about hundreds of people coming to faith people speaking in different languages and understanding. The Holy Spirit is coming with power, power that cannot be contained and power that these disciples are going to receive. Now, I know I've said this before, but it's always a problem and it's always an area where we end up uh, with difficulties and misunderstanding. So, The disciples have to wait for the Holy Spirit. After all, they have been with Jesus in person on earth. And then whenever he leaves, he is going to send his Holy Spirit upon them. So there's this period where they don't have the Holy Spirit and they don't have Jesus, but they wait on him. Now, many people then interpret that as being whenever we trust in Jesus Christ, we receive his forgiveness And then we have to sort of strive and wait until we receive the Holy Spirit. And sometimes that's viewed as a a second blessing and you become a, a super Christian, as it were, whenever you receive the Holy Spirit in this way. But here in Acts, we're reading about the first time the Holy Spirit comes. But once the Holy Spirit has come, he is here. So therefore... He is with us as soon as we trust in Jesus. We don't have to wait. He comes and he is part of our lives. We receive the power that he has. And sometimes we discount the power of the Holy Spirit because we're not too sure about the Holy Spirit. We're a little bit frightened by him. We almost shy away from him. We'd rather do things on our own strength rather than trust in this mysterious spirit. But Jesus promises the power. Jesus promises the Holy Spirit. And he also promises a complete transformation for these early disciples. They have been with Jesus and they followed him and they've learned from him. That has all been fine. But then whenever he dies, they are shaky in their faith. They're not sure what they're to do. They go back to their old ways of fishing. But Jesus here tells them that once you receive this power, you are now going to be witnesses. 
And you're not just going to be timid little witnesses. You are going to start off in Jerusalem where you receive the Holy Spirit. And we'll read about that in the day of Pentecost and how Peter preached and how the people uh, came to faith. But then they are also going to go beyond Jerusalem into the rest of Israel. They're going to go into Judea. And then they're going to go further into Samaria. And Samaria is an area where people are sceptical of the Jews and are hostile towards the Jews. But they're going to take this message and be witnesses even in this hostile area. And then, as if that were not enough, they are going to go to the ends of the earth. And this is what the Holy Spirit does in our lives. Where we may be timid and frightened and worried about the world that we live in, the Holy Spirit gives us the power to stand up for Jesus, gives us the power to trust in him. Now, You may be at different points in your spiritual life at the moment. But the Holy Spirit will give you the power to lead you on in your spiritual life. Maybe you're in a period of doubt. Maybe you're not even attending a fellowship of believers at the moment. Trust the Holy Spirit to give you the confidence and to give you the power to join with God's people again and to worship him. Maybe you have been a Christian for many, many years and you have been living out your faith for many years. Trust the Holy Spirit to give you the confidence and the courage to continue moving from Jerusalem to Judea to Samaria and then to the ends of the world and whatever that means in your life as to how you can serve Jesus and how you can tell others about Jesus. Maybe you are stuck in a rut at the moment and you have trusted in Jesus many years ago. You were on fire for him, serving him, but now you've almost just got stuck and you're not as enthusiastic as you were and you're not doing as much as you were doing for him. Trust him today. Trust the Holy Spirit today to come and to give you the power that you need to move out of this rut, to Start serving in new ways, finding new opportunities to worship God. And in that way, you receive the power and then you live in that power. The disciples' lives are going to be totally changed by the Holy Spirit and we can be changed as well. So let's pray. Holy Spirit, We thank you for the power that you provide us with. And we confess today that often, Lord, we ignore that power. We try and make out that it is normal and ordinary when it is anything but. So, Lord, help us to receive your power from on high and then to live in that power each day. Help us, Lord, where we are timid to be your witnesses and to tell others about you. Help us, Lord, to follow you. Help us, Lord, to bring others to you. And help us, Lord, to live part of your kingdom here and now. In Jesus' name, amen.